and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, a slightly jet-lagged Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand chum, bearded legende, Walsall and Peterborough traveller, Mr Paul Levy. Good evening, welcome everybody. Yeah, welcome back mate, good to have you back and it's good to be doing this again. Cheers boy. You were missed, yeah. say boy. Um, <laughs> this week is going to be a bumper episode, we've got three games to cover, we've got a meet the manager uh, event which happened a couple of weeks ago as you, as you probably will listen to this, uh, which we'll briefly cover because it's f- available to listen in full on our SoundCloud page uh, as well as available on iTunes. So without further yep. ado... Um, starting off, usual housekeeping. We have now achieved thirteen hundred followers on Twitter. That's amazing, Mental. unbelievable. Thank you for all your follows and retweets and interaction, and keep it coming. Love I remember it. when we tried to get to a hundred, and then it was two hundred, then five hundred, and then it's it's incredible. So thanks very much for everybody yep. who's telling their friends about us and and just carry on spreading the word there are still more Orient fans out there I'm I'm absolutely confident in that so please pass on the message and even if anyone's got a passing interest in the club and what's going on uh, we're a lot of people's second team so get them to to follow us so we can keep them up to date yeah we are also on Instagram so you can find us there at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast starting to get a few followers on that now it's good uh, good interaction with those fans on there so if you are on Instagram, get following, um, and also, yeah, as Paul mentioned, you can email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com or use at orientoutlook when using Twitter. So, time to jump in. Absolutely. So, on Monday the 23rd of February, there was a Meet the Manager event uh, at the Orient Supporters Club, and there were free tickets. Uh, so, thanks for all the questions that you sent in. They were brilliant. Many, yeah. uh, unfortunately, weren't able to ask. Uh, yeah. Although we didn't ask all the questions, I, I, I went because uh, I was able to. Um, although, you know, those questions weren't asked, Fabio did pretty much cover off all the topics that were covered by the questions that we had down to ask. I had literally a full A4 sheet of paper. Yeah. Um, and and like, I said to David Dodd, like, I've got loads here. So, if anybody's gone a bit shy or whatever, then. You're up for it. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Pfft, no one was shy in that meeting room that <laughs> yeah. night. So approximately 120 people, 130 people roughly packed into the supporters club. Yep. Fabio Fabio came mob-handed, actually. He came with goalkeeping coach and translator, obviously quite crucial, Rob Gagliardi. He had Marcello Donatello, who's the assistant manager, who didn't say a single word. Alessandro came with his PA, Christina. Um, and there were some other people also there who I think were his family or... I'm going to use the word entourage just because they all bowled in together. It was like a whole stream of about 10 people, 15 people just walked in all of a sudden. It's like, oh, they're here. It's like his mafioso, like very Godfather-esque. It was. It was a, literally a very Godfather-esque uh, entrance. So Looking at all the uh, names, that sound like the Teenage Mutant Turtles. Fabio, Roberto, Marcelo and Alessandro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought Fabio came across really well, actually. Um, I thought he was honest uh, when he was asked about Mauro. I mean, some some people, like, they didn't just warm him up. They actually, bosh, went straight for the jugular. I was like, wow, okay, but, you know, that's how it went. And I suppose he wasn't there for a a tea party. You know, he was there to be asked questions. And given the team's current form previously, it was always going to be a bit of an... an Given our precarious position, yeah. However, though, he's lucky that, that... Meet the manager followed a good, good away when doing it. Yeah, it helped. Took some heat off of him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was honest when he was asked about Mauro Milanese and and also how he got the job and what weaknesses we have and what our strengths are. Uh, he talked about Kevin Nugent's position. Um, all very, all very straightforward. All very honest. 
Um, and also he was asked about what happens with the Aegon winner contract. Yeah. Does he choose that? Is he forced to play the winner? What happens? And he says he has full control over the over the team. And if they ain't good enough, then they ain't good enough. That was and, a good uh, thing to hear. Hopefully, of hopefully it rings true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just like the lad that won the Samsung win, winner pro, yeah. Jack Sherratt. Uh, shame yeah, uh, yeah, he won absolutely. it but but didn't actually play yep. uh, for us so maybe it'd just be that situation um, I think he relaxed more as the evening went on yep. uh, there was a bit of humour in there which was good to see people asking questions didn't hold back as I said earlier some went straight in for it and to be fair Fabio answered them you know straight up he didn't think he didn't. He wasn't funny about it um, and you could tell that some of the questions were asked out of frustration and, and one or two that you usually get that you just roll your eyes at. It's like, why are you even bothering to ask normal. a stupid question? But Absolutely not. Yeah, so uh, Fabio at one period asked several question, answered several questions, if I'm still the manager, blah, 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 if I'm yeah. still the manager, yada, yada, yada. So someone actually asked him, why do you keep speaking in the, if I'm still the manager? And he actually came back with a really, really good response. I thought that was. I think I thought that was. I thought that was good that some piped up and said and said that. Why are you still asking? If? I was going to ask yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, why are you talking yeah. in such a negative way? And he and he said it's how football works. He yeah. said he wants to be here, but it's not his in his control. Yeah, you know he's here to fulfil the contract and hopefully beyond that. But the chairman makes a decision. He's just an employee of the club. Yeah, fair play. And that was fair enough. And I yeah. suppose all all managers probably talk like that, but just don't actually say yes. it like he did. Uh, when asked about the age of the squad and how old uh, many of the new signings are, Fabio replied, uh, noting that they're not his signings. Um, he likes to build squads with five or six experienced players as the spine and the rest as young, hungry players. So very pleasing to hear that as well. Uh, the full audio is available on our soundcloud.com forward slash orient hyphen outlook it's also on itunes it's in two parts because yeah. we did take a break midway through and i was quite keen to conserve as much of my battery as i could <laughs> um now just to note about the sound on that unfortunately the microphone wasn't passed around the the supporters club it sat with fabio the whole time so um you'll hear that the questions being asked for people at the back are quite distant you know we haven't got the technology yeah, here to uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, outlook podcast uh, headquarters towers although donations are gratefully received yeah in the thousands so um, yeah so it is it is what it is and, and it's as best as it can be um, and also thanks for the mention uh, in the Bristol City programme um, good spot by you in that because I hadn't got around yeah, to reading that programme yet uh, from at Dulcet Dave aka Dave Victor uh, glad we were able to do uh, to be able to provide that so he, he made a, a, a great uh, wrote a great yep. piece and, and thanked us for being able to do that and, and others were tweeting from the actual event so that was also good for those that couldn't be there yep. um, but also special thanks to David Dodd Karen Harrison uh, and also Fabio for allowing us to record it Colin Mumford thanks to you for asking and Absolutely. putting that forward so yeah thanks to everybody that allowed us to do that because sometimes they might not want it so. yep so a great night had by all so you left there very positive I was very pl- impressed yeah. yep after listening to the recordings I was very positive so a few of your views and responses from that at yep. Jason Doe six five seven six one six five two said great listen Liverani came over really well honest and with humour also onwards and upwards at Michael Shea said thank you for uploading very interested with the boss's vision regarding spine of the team and the emergence of youth and energy yep at Oliver Buck ninety seven said listening to meet the manager on my way home from school think I'll be fluent in Italian <laughs> by the end of it there's at- only two words you need to know in Italian. 
Be dead legend. <laughs> at Janet Jan Biggs 48. Thanks for keeping us informed about what went on last night at the manager's meeting. Feel a lot happier now. Yeah, at Sam Needham underscore zero one said I enjoyed the interview. Liverani talks a good game. Hopefully he can live up to it. Yeah, there was a pun there, but I left it. At Daniel Santon said, A big well done for the recording last night. I listened today, even though I was there. Great work, guys. Hashtag Orient Family. Yeah, Top man, Dan. Yeah, and the last of you, uh, at Dear Stu, so listen to the recent podcast, including Fabio's interview. Fantastic as always. Thanks for the mentions. Fabio, it came across really well. So, yeah. yeah, great. Last night. time I looked on SoundCloud, I think it was about 460-odd listens for one yeah. and a few more on the on the on the other one so yeah they're there they're freely available no cost soundcloud.com no yeah forward slash orient hyphen outlook yep so tuesday 24th of february uh, it was matt Baldry's birthday his 27th birthday so très bon anniversaire matt which means happy birthday matt in french yep. in the native tongue also on that day we had a development league match versus luton few first teamers um played so we thought we'd mention it in goal charlie granger uh samling in defense humphrey Bartley, obviously, as in Marvin. Nicolau, Pollock, which would be quite interesting if he ever breaks through. Semedo, <laughs> um, <laughs> who looks like a great player, actually. Sandra, uh, he'll be in first team next week. He looks great. Harry yeah. Lee, captain, which could see him as a captain, actually. Jay Simpson for fitness. Plasmati for fitness and Bat for fitness, I presume. Yeah. Uh, with Cash Kit on the bench. Nick Brown scored that amazing wonder goal on the Youth Cup on the bench. Yeah. Adeboyajo on the bench, who looks fantastic as well. Moncur who follows us, so I hope to see him break through soon, and Aggieman, yep. who looks really good, so we've got some great youth players actually, mate, we, coming we through, something have. tonight, we've got some really, really good youth coming through. It's really interesting, because Andy Edwards did a piece in the programme about a two-page spread yeah. in it as well, and saying that the the, the 16s, under-16s won the, the their category, mm. and we won the category finals and all that, yeah, great promising players. So briefly cover it, uh, yeah. at 2-1, Lu- at half-time Luton were 2-1 up, Sandro Semedo uh, scored a superb 25-yarder to put us in front, uh, but then Wall and Lafayette were on target for Luton, and in the second half, Plasmati levelled um, with a quite brilliant free, free kick. kick. It was amazing. Um, yeah. But then we conceded a penalty, which House scored, so we lost the match 3-2, but highlights and goals are all on YouTube, worth a watch, because both goals we scored. Yeah, we're class. So then, uh, just to give you an update on the youth, we think it's worth doing because you yeah. know, they are the future of the club. Victor Adebayejo and Monto Adjumang have joined Royston Town on a work experience loan. That's obviously the connection of Kevin Nugent and their manager, Steve Castle, ex-Orient oh, Steve yeah. Castle. Uh, both started there in their 2-0 Southern Division 1 central win at Aylesbury United on Saturday. Adebayejo got off... Uh, got his debut off to a fine start and broke the deadlock after eight minutes. Adjumang also started before being replaced on 64, while Adibayejo played the whole 90 minutes. So well done, chaps. That's quality, and Adibayejo scored the week after again. So he's, 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 yeah, he's, he's got a good run two. there, so yeah. well played, man. And uh, thanks for Steve Castle for taking him on. Yeah, Thursday 26th of Feb, we signed a 23-year-old right-back called Luke O'Neill on loan from Burnley, um, but we thought... As good as what it was, and we clearly need a right-back, uh, we thought it was a bit surprising based on Sawyer's appearance at right-back versus Oldham, in which Sawyer done very well. But Dossainer obviously can't play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, yes. Tuesday. So, yeah. Absolutely. So and quite... he's, he's been good, actually, and we'll come on to it later. Absolutely. But he's been good. Good stuff. Solid. Quote from Luke saying, It was good meeting the boys. I know Alex and Marvin from their time at Burnley, and it makes it a bit easier when you know a few faces. All the lads have been really good with me. I've been keeping on top of my fitness at Burnley, and I feel good and ready to go. 
Every game between now and the end of the season is crucial and we want to get out of the bottom four and kick on. So, absolutely. talk's the talk. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. And he's been walking the walk as well. So, that, that's good. Yep. Remain and Matthew visited, uh, Matthew Baudry visited George Mitchell School in Leighton and took part in a French lesson with 100 students. Trebon. Trebon. Um, good stuff. And, and thanks to the George Mitchell School for the follow on Twitter. So yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely, anything we can do. And also, uh, the under 18 development team beat the Italian trialists um, with a 1 0 win at Brisbane Road. Well done to Akarim Rays, who got in contact with us to let us know. Yeah. Uh, and the boys, so and well done the boys, under 18s. Yeah. Absolutely. Then on February the 27th, um, it's uh, breaking news on Sky Sports News Leighton Orient hadn't paid their players or some of their staff. They were meant to be paid on the Friday morning, but it's understood that this didn't happen. There was no comment from the League One club. Guardian Orient Twitter feed says it was due to a delay in a bank transfer from Italy and, and merely a delay. Um, and apparently the, the players and staff, uh, Dagnall said in a post-match, because Dave Victor quite rightly raised it, the players and staff got paid the following Wednesday and everyone affected by this was told as soon as the issue was known about. So media making a massive fuss of it. and it, It's a big deal not being paid on time. No one should ever be mucked around for their money. Period, but yeah. it was just because he's transferring money in internationally. It took a yeah, bit, yeah. bit of mistiming or whatever. Annoying, but yeah, it happens. And if it would have happened last season, no one would have cared they really. Were cool. But yeah, you know, they were all cool with it. It's it fine. Happens. We move on to Walsall. So Walsall were first match out of the three we were reporting on. Walsall away. So the team um, was Chizak in goal, Desainer left back, Lowry, Baldry centre back, and O'Neill right back making his debut. McEnough right, Vince Lowe and Hedges in midfield with Dagnall Moons up front. On the bench, we had Woods, Sawyer, Cuthbert, Clark, Bartley, Cox and Simpson. So some familiar names returning. Yeah. Um, a debut for O'Neill and Hedges starting to influence the team. Yeah. So we started off really brightly, actually. We had two corners in the first seven minutes. So you were there, just to make a point, you were there. You, you yeah. made the journey up. Yeah, I did with Cliff, thanks to uh, the official Orient Outlook podcast show for Cliff. <laughs> well done, pal. Did good. Actually, really thoroughly enjoyed that with Dennis as well. Yeah. Dennis jumped in at well Milton Keynes. Yeah. yeah, really enjoyed that as, a, as an away day, going up there and all of that. It was it was wicked. Uh, ref gave them three soft free kicks right at the beginning of the game. Um, it was their only effort on, on goal, really, wow. to, to start with. Mooney sees the keeper off his line and shoots very, very wide from a very long distance. No height either. Completely wasted the chance. That was fifteen minutes in. It's Mooney. It's forty yards out. What else? What else is Mooney going to do? He's not going to pass it. Keep it off line. <laughs> Boom. David he Mooney he sees it, and he's just got that that homing pigeon. Mooney. So anyway, uh, fifteen minutes later, Dagnall was through and shot just wide. Um, and then he uh, the end towards the end of the first half, he missed a, a real golden opportunity and head miss heads. Uh, Miss heads it wide. At this point, he was having a real balance spell, wasn't he? He was having bad luck. He was having a bit goal. of a hard time. Yeah. Shot. Yep. First shot from open play uh, goes wide just before the break. Uh, the only other on-target efforts from uh, Walsall were uh, free kicks at the beginning, as I mentioned. So we went in at half-time, nil-nil. Bit of yep. a turgid first half. Nothing really in it between the t- between the teams. Sounds like a game where the first goal was always going to win it. it. Or, yeah. or that team who scored the first goal was always going to push on from it. Yeah, absolutely. So they came out, we, we, we came out and we were... Uh, they, they sort of, for the first five or so minutes, they had... They had that bit between their teeth, for want of a better As expression, uh, and they were really coming at us. But we we soaked it all up, and then uh, on fifty six or roughly around the fifty sixth minute, uh, McEnough was brought down uh, outside the box. De Sena over hits the free kick, but somehow Baldry managed to keep it in. And after bobbling around the eighteen yard box, it comes out to Josh Wright, who drives forward, 
passes it to O'Neill, who dinks a beautiful chip over the top. Hedges controls it and fires home from close from close range. One nil. Great goal, great finish. Brilliant goal. Great to see Hedges get his first senior goal. And good for interlinking players. Brilliant, well. brilliant ball. Really uh, good. He this, took that so well, Ryan Hedges. So well. Great under finish. pressure. Great finish. At this point, we would normally play a, a random clip of a foreign commentator going nuts, but. We've made a call tonight, an executive Orient Outlook, the board of the Orient Outlook podcast met tonight, myself and Paul, and um, <laughs> loan players do not get their own foreign celebration until they sign permanently. Yeah, only permanent con- permanently contracted players. Absolutely. Cool. So great to see Hedges Happy score his that. first goal. And then a couple of minutes later, um, Hedges picks the, wall, uh, the uh, a Walsall player's pocket, passes to Dagnall from a very, 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 very tight angle. I couldn't... No, go on. He scores. <laughs> Dagnall scores. And uh, I, I thought it had gone over. I actually thought it sort of, he'd hit it wide and round and it was just trawling the, back, the, 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 the top bit and rolling over the top. And then I was like, everyone was going mental. I was like, oh my God, he scored. I was yeah. like, I, and I've watched it several times since and I still can't believe how he's managed to squeeze the shot in. Great finish. Yeah. Great angle. The, thing, the, the only annoying thing about that is Dagnall will fluff easier chances than that and it'll get so will Mooney yeah, Mooney's absolutely. got time to think about it absolutely yeah, yeah. but no um, great finish by Dag isn't it 2-0 game we over? were in control we game were over? really in control yeah we stepped it up we were in control they were yeah, poor good. also to good. be fair but we've played against poor teams like Fleetwood and Lost yeah. and, and Simpson on 87 narrowly wide after Mooney feeds an absolutely stupendously perfectly ball, perfect ball through to him and and that should have been three 0 and that had given Jake given Jay Simpson a real boost. He should have scored that. He I know I know that. he's just coming back, but yeah, should have put should it have in. But that. a two 0 win and a great result and good Vince... result, good following. Walsall were terrific, terrific. That stewards were wicked. Yeah. People were nice. No aggro, no problems. Really good away game. Yeah, and the good form continues at this point. So we at that point we were doing really well and true and true belief that we could get out of it. So Liverani yeah. said after the game. I believe we're growing in terms of performance and I'm convinced this was the same even when we were losing. I think today, offensively, defensively, was one of the best games of the season. Agreed. I'm pleased with the result, but I'm more pleased with the performance because the results only come with performances. Three wins in four games is great, but it's just the start of a route to avoid relegation. Good yeah. quote there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely spot on. So, at Latent Orient says, back-to-back wins. Two clean sheets, five goals, six points. West Ham losing. Is it that year again? Yeah. At the Stew said massive win with no goals conceded in the last two games. Massive confidence boost ahead of, ahead of a big game on Tuesday. At Chris Kane underscore nineteen ninety two, another good result today. But we must take a game. Must take a game at a time. Although I'm confident we will stay up. We can't get carried away. Yeah, and at Bradley Acker's ninety five said a great result, another great clean sheet, and good to see that this pay issue hasn't affected the players' Spot performance. On. So after Spot that on. game, we we're all happy. Yeah, um, I flew out to Dallas, which hence no podcast last week. Yeah, which brings us on to Tuesday, the third of March. Yeah, so during the warm up at Walsall, the players were practicing their shooting as is quite traditional that, that teams would do. Uh, Desaina smashed one and uh, it, it came into the crowd and all of a sudden there's a bit of a commotion at one side and then there's stewards and St John's Ambulance and uh, you, you don't really, you don't want sort of 500 people going crowding around going what's going on so a few people were already there looking to sort of support, we didn't know what had gone on, turns out his stray board caught this, I don't know if she's an elderly lady or an older lady, Yeah. 
either way, had caught this woman square in the face and, and just saying, just saying, you naughty boy. But he he, he instantly yeah, he yeah. instantly jumped over the wall and went up to see if she's all Good. right. Good lad. So Good yeah, lad. fair play. So he then sends her a, a, a bunch of flowers, uh, which yep. is a, a, a superb touch. Fair play to you. Um, yeah, and uh, and then it's Bristol City. Yep. So if you're in the north stand during a warm up, watch out. The same as about yeah. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely spot on. Yeah, so Bristol City. Yeah, same team as Saturday. Yeah, first time this season, Fabio's fielded the same team twice. Bloody hell. Yeah, because injuries we haven't been able to. There's always been a change or other here or there. Yep. Yeah, so Chisak in goal with Desaina, Lowry, Baldrin, O'Neill at the back. Yeah. McEnough, Wright, Vince Lowe and Hedges across the middle and you had Dagnall and Mooney up front. Yeah. On the bench we had Cox, Simpson, Plasmati, uh, who later played in the game with unused subs of Cuthbert, Clark, Bartley and Woods. Yep, and a dream start for you guys, wasn't it? Yeah, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't quite believe our luck, really. Uh, some fine interlink, interlink play from McEnough, a superb and a superb ball from Mooney sends Dagnall through. And from close range. <laughs> Scores. Superb. Well done, it was well done, two goals in two games for uh, for Dags. So absolutely uh, delighted. We couldn't quite believe our luck. We'd started positively, and it was a great passage of play. Great start. Great start. Um, then uh, seven minutes later, uh, with eleven minutes on the clock, Luke Freeman scores from a very tight angle. It's all I'm going to say about that. And I, I was bad defending. The guy, having only seen this once, very briefly on the TV, it's a long ball. The only defender, I can't remember who it is, is trying to sh- sh- um, shoulder it out, let it go. And their forward wants it more, beats and keeps it in play. And mm. if that defender had cleared it, I presume it's Lowry. Or even just put it out. Or Baldry, or put it out. Concede a corner. Instead, bad defender. Different game then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Matteo Baldry needlessly fouls. Complete arm, elbow in the back yeah. of the guy. Goes down. They get a free kick. And and um, what's his name? He's a big old lump. Aidan Flint. Scores. Yeah. No, no, literally no, unmarked. No chance for Chizak. Very, very, very reminiscent of a lot of goals. Free header. Very, very reminiscent of a lot of goals conceded this season. Born yeah. to the box. Just other players wanting it more. So and two being mistakes. Stronger. Two mistakes. Two goals. Yeah. A needless free kick. A lack of marking for the second goal. And the first one, if he'd have just put it out or, yeah, or yeah. done better with it, wouldn't have happened. Very, so we'd have gone in at the break. Probably one nil. Very though. reminiscent to the, one of the goals that Bradford scored a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. It was a good half, despite those two goals. It was a good half. We've been unlucky. We've played quite well. We had yep. a couple of good chances. One creeped over the bar, having hit the leg of a defender. Yep. And the second, Vincelo headed just over. The second chance we had, uh, he headed just over at the end of the first half. So, you know, it wasn't without its positives or its merits from that. Yep. Um, but the ref was very poor again. Gave them everything and gave us very little. Uh, no changes at the start of the second half. I don't know where I got this word from, but a rasping shot. Rasper, yep. Yep, from Desena, touched over the bar by Frankie Fielding in the Bristol City goal. The following corner uh, was saved following a, a scramble in the box there. Yep. Uh, a couple of minutes later, goal to City, as a cross isn't dealt with by Chizak, and it sort of comes across the six-yard box, Tapping. and Wilbraham slides in to put it in. Poor and, defending. Yeah. Poor defending. Poor defending, Three poor one. keeping. 3-1 at that point, game over. Yeah. Well, it. it's not on 60 minutes. We still had a third of the game to go. It, it could have been done. Did we look like we were going to get mi- back into th- it? Three goals, three, th- three, three mistakes, I beg your pardon, three, three goals. goals. It's, they, they haven't really worked for this, and that's, that's the disappointing thing. Yep. 
Um, 88 minutes, Plasmati had an acrobatic effort. I think it was a sort of semi-bicycle kick that was that was tipped over. Uh, Follow-up corner, our effort was shot just over the bar. So full on time. another day, that yeah. goes in. Full-time uh, loss. Yeah, thought we played well. Not we, we, you know, we weren't played off the pitch by a team that you might expect to, who's top of the league. Their goals came from our mistakes that we made and not through their great passage of play. Some poor passing, we lacked slickness, and Lowry and Vince Lowe, for me, had a bit of an off day that yeah, game. Yeah, Lowry's not been the same, I think, since he's come back from his injury, from what I've seen so far. Mm. I, know, I know I missed a couple of games, yeah. but... For them, I think their goalkeeper kept them in the game. It was, he'd be their man of the match. He made several crucial saves that kept them in uh, in the game it's as well. Difference. That could be a difference between the top and the bottom side of keeper. And he's a good, yeah. lang- he's a good tall, shot-stopping keeper. Yeah, He's not as big as Chisak, I don't think, no? Greenfield. Oh, no, okay. He looks so. massive on telly. Um, they say telly adds a few pounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We had more possession, we created more, but they defended well. You know, when you've got someone like Aidan Flint at the back, yeah. who's an absolute giant, beast, yeah. he is a beast. The ref was appalling, he was inconsistent, he gave them so much and gave us little. I think the scoreline really flattered them. Usual time wasting, a disgusting situation happened when a player went down feigning an injury so that one of their other players could change his boots. I must say, this season in particular, for time wasting and general... It's terrible, isn't it? Bad sportsmanship and bad refing. It's been awful, especially when teams have gone one up against us, like your Fleetwoods, your Bradfords. They just waste so much time. Peterborough being another case in the point. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. And referees should be faster to put them up on it because at yeah. the moment they're just getting away. With All they do is do the usual yeah. hand rolling gesture. So hurry up. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and, and, and the ref let them get away with that. I, I really yeah. think that's quite poor. So, attendance was uh, just over 4,500 with 1,096 from Bristol City. They really Fair. packed out that away. Fair play, Bristol City. Big club. Big club, big support. Tuesday night, away from home. The other side of the country, effectively. Yeah, I mean, did to, well. to be fair, they're on a good run of form. That'll probably get them promoted, I would say. Yeah. I expect them to go up. So, despite the loss, uh, we had some really good tweets that came yeah. in. So, at S underscore Fitz 95 said, Outstanding heart. Good performance, and on another day with more luck, we could have got a draw or a win. We yep. made the fans proud. Absolutely agree. At John W nine nine nine, refreshing to see overlapping fullbacks and a constant threat going forwards. Yeah, at Tom underscore Smith <coughs> underscore X, said two boardroom mistakes for the first two goals. Other than that, the team played well. At, agree. At Mid Table Obscure says, don't press the panic button yet. Unlucky against the top of the league just makes Peterborough more important. Yeah, at PDR1112 said, unlucky tonight, lads, against a team that will most probably win the league. Now on to Peterborough and on to get three points. At Mike Brown Music said, 3 1 flattered Bristol City. Still, goal difference, still decent. Still, goal difference, still in decent shape. And two winnable uh, games coming up. No need to panic. At Giorgio Owen77 said, gave 100. Percent today and deserved the point, but you can't win if you let in three. Still, we'll stay up as it was a decent performance. Yeah, at Chris underscore Holmes twenty four, as Slade said back in October, we need to be ruthless in both boxes. Good work rate and general play, but not ruthless enough. I think that's nail on the head. Hit there for me. Yep, at Ben at LOFC said Moons needs to change his attitude. Watches opposition midfielder stroll past him. Plays for the foul badly and just watches Dags run his leg off. Yeah, a few people around us have said that Mooney seems to be going down like quite easy at, at the moment. Love and, Mooney. and he's playing for the foul. Come on, Dave. Come on, Davey boy. The odd one does come off. At Ian Manny Rennie yep. John said, Please with the general ethos of the performance tonight. Play like that Saturday and we'll win. Yeah, and at Steve Edwards, 43, said 16 shots for us compared to 8 for Bristol City. Confirms a misleading scoreline. Yeah. Uh, marking for the second was criminal though. Yeah. 
That's a good stat, actually. Yeah, didn't know that. That is good. Steve Cottrell, post-match, was utterly classless. Totally, totally poor post-match conference he gave. I can't believe an opp- opposition manager would actually give the sort of post-match press conference that he actually did. He said, you don't have too many pleasurable wins, you just have good wins. But I wouldn't want to play football like they, referring to Leighton Orient, they play. It's direct, it's a fight, and everything's a second ball. They only watered one end of the pitch at half-time, only the end they were going to be attacking, and he didn't shake hands at the end. I don't know about that. But with the bond the City players have got, the spirit and the work ethic for each other, we've managed to get ourselves what I thought was a com- quite a comfortable win. They were very predictable in the second half, and I felt we dealt with it very well. They've got some good players. It's just a shame they have to play like that. So their tactic of if they couldn't hoof it to Wilbraham, it went through Freeman. The fact that ref giving them everything... The fact that their player feigned an injury to buy his mate time to change his boots. Didn't, he didn't think to mention that in his post-match press conference. Yeah, good point. We pumped the ball into the box once we'd played up to the 18-yard box. We, we, we did. We peppered their box. We were putting crosses in. But it's not that it was coming from Chisak or from the defence. It wasn't a hoof, you know, unlike their punting upfield. Plus, it's not like the watered pitch actually gave us any advantage because actually what it did, it made yeah. the ball stick because at one point a pass was played to Josh Wright and he went to put his leg out to trap it, but the ball stopped. Never made it there. Yeah. yeah, and so I don't quite... Under- I do agree that you don't just water one half, that's not right, but the fact that it actually didn't give us any advantage, and I replied from my personal Twitter account telling some Bristol City fan that and putting right in his place on that. Nicely done, Mr Leary. So, <gasps> Thursday, 5th of March. Uh, Moving Elliot, on, yes. Elliot Byrne does a montage of Mooney's 50 goals. Some real quality in there. I've got to admit, I haven't watched it yet, but I can't wait to watch that. It'll be one of my first things to do this week I think you should I think you should go home tonight and watch it in bed <laughs> Elliot, Elliot uh, fair play Elliot you've done a great job with that and Cox's goals uh, fair play yeah, to you mate and I hope you have a good career yeah, in, well done. in TV so nice one thanks for, and for getting all of that that's available on YouTube it is yeah the Leighton Orient site I'm going to guess or well, if yeah. you go to um, I think it's at Elliot Byrne yeah, two L's there's a link on there so that's fine that's good one T I think it is um, also some great news at Lloyd James 23 tweeted been a long six months but now I'm buzzing to get the all clear hopefully and now I can be a part of helping us to stay up so Lloyd James has now got the all clear to play contact football I'm assuming that means he's buzzing to get actually I'm reading it back and thinking something slightly different thinking that he's buzzing to get the all clear yeah. as opposed to buzzing because I've got the all clear. Yeah, well, he's not going to... There's, there's two different things there, though. Well, one means he's got it and one means he's hoping for it. Lloyd E, let us know, Because I mate. thought it was next week. Fine, he might be so, moving forward. Lloyd if you listen, mate, let us know how yeah, you're doing. It'll be please. very interesting to know that. Friday, 6th of March, um, and late in Orient FC tweeted, well done to the at LO Trust for winning the London Football Awards Community Project of the Year last night at Battersea Evolution. Yeah, well, well done, done, guys. Yeah. Absolutely love love yeah. uh, acknowledging our, our uh, football in the community work that we do because it's extensive but Absolutely. underreported. Yeah. Doing a great job there. And Saturday, 7th of March, Brings besides me flying back into the UK uh, early morning, <laughs> later on I had a very important away game, away to Peterborough. Um, so the team, Chizak in goal, um, Sawyer left back, a cuff but Baldry centre back, and only right back, Pritchard on the right wing, Right Vincent in the middle with McEnough on the left and Mooney and Dagnall up front. Subs, Woods, Desainer, Clark, Cox, Bartley, Henderson, Simpson. Good to see some names there. Yep, so there were three changes to the side um, from Bristol City. So Sawyer, Cuthbert and Pritch back in uh, for Desainer, Lowry and Hedges. Hedges and Lowry off injured. We 
We've got Lowry, uh, hobbled off, didn't we? 100%. 100%. City. And I think Hedges had done a, done his leg in training or something. I'm not entirely sure on that, but we think he's injured. Yeah, Ryan, we know you follow us on Twitter. If you do listen, get in contact and let us know uh, what the crack is so yeah. we can kind of let you know. If you're allowed to. Yeah. obviously competitive advantage. Absolutely. And we can only assume to say that he was being managed back um, and to play so many games in a short space of time is too much for him. Yeah, I completely agree with that point. Um, it's good also to see Henderson back out. Back out in the squad after s- several weeks out. He looked really good, Henderson, when he last came on the pitch. Um, so, yeah, good to see. So, Paul? Noticed you... that the pitch cut up a lot during the warm-up at Peterborough, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, um, so you were there. You were Got there early. Yeah. Uh, went to uh, went to meet with uh, a few of the guys in, in a local pub. I've got to say, I bloody hate that ground. Do you? Yeah. Nice ground. They've, they've filled Terrib- in that left bank behind, terrible the, behind the goal. Terrible way end. Yeah, they shove you at the side of the main stand. Well, just there's no room in there. No, oh, the seats are atrocious. Terrible way end. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, considering the rest of the ground is actually like all new seating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the pitch cut up a lot during the warm up, which was a bit disappointing. So as the game kicked off, nothing really to report. Scrappy. Both teams trying to attack from the first fifteen minutes, and then in the second fifteen minutes, out of nothing. Uh, the Peterborough number seven, John Taylor, floats across in from the right-hand side just by the 18-yard box. And the wind must have taken it because it floated over Chisak into the far left corner as you look at the goal of the goal. Taylor later tweeted that he meant the goal, which means that Chisak must have made a mistake. He's tweeted that he meant the goal. If, but, he, if he did, he'll be playing uh, in level, certain levels, certainly above League One if he meant that, because that would have been quite a phenomenal goal had he meant it. Yeah. But she's that kind of... Thought I, it was I think going he's thought it was going over. Because he just does a little jump and it ends up in the far corner. And Scott Cuthbert said post-match that it looked like it was going over yeah. and a wind, but, but, gust, it, a wind the wind must it, have taken yeah. it. Because it was quite windy. Yeah, he yeah. said, unless you're actually out on the pitch, you're like. not going to know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you have to take it as it is. We're Chizak, not out there. She's like at fault then, would you say for that? I think Or he, slightly caught out, slightly deceived by the wind. Bit of both. Fine. Okay. Probably more deceived by the wind. But I think he had a bit of a wobble on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, you were saying this before. So she's like... I think starting to look a bit wobbly. I think so. Fine, I, okay. I hate to say it, but I think he's starting to wobble a little bit. And I know, um, just while the points in my head, I meant to mention it before, mm. is Dean Cox carrying any sort of injury? Or he has been injured, but you know, like when we went to the ground and saw and he, he was sat down receiving treatment, yeah, yeah. you don't know what happens in training. A lot of them seem to get just... injured in training. And I think they're just managing him back in. A point that I meant to make by looking at that midfield, for me, that midfield of Pritch, Wright, Vincelo and McEnough aren't going to score any goals. Yeah, Literally, there's not one player. Pritch, I don't think, has scored, apart from pre-season friendly. Josh Wright hasn't scored for us. Vincelo has got about two or three, maybe four, but not nothing more than that. And McEnough has got about two or three. So that midfield worries me without Cox in it, because Cox can get you a goal out of nothing. And I'm not sure, those, apart from McEnough, any of those other players can. And I'm not sure about how assist-worthy some of those players are. So that's just a quick point I wanted to mention while it's still in my head. Yeah, no, that's cool. there's not many goals in there. Remain's got two goals so two far goals. this season. One at Rochdale and one against Sheffield United. Yeah, fine. So it's not a very... Which that, is a good that, goal, to be fair. That, um, yeah, it's a very good goal. But that midfield isn't packed with goal scores. Like it was last season. Yeah. Yeah, well, when Lloydie comes back, maybe we'll yeah, see. Yeah. So, um, mate, yeah, so what, yeah, what I'm trying to say is, if Dean's not injured, that worries me that he's not first team. Yeah. I know... He, I know He's not got a, a divine right to walk into it, but I think I'd rather have him in my on my wing. So you'd have Pritch. Cox and Pritch, uh, Cox and uh, McEnough on the wings. I'd have Cox Hedges as my first two. 
Okay. I bring McEnough on for Hedges when Hedges got knackered. Okay. But or, or also, either or. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so in the second 15 minutes, um, neat play on the far side and a nice turn in the 18-yard box by Dag Knights, who laid off uh, to a nice pass off to Vince Lowe. Unfortunately, just smashed it over and it just wasted an, an opportunity that, that, that we had. Um, in, the th in the final third of the first half, Joby had several chances to make the right pass and unfortunately didn't. Yeah. One where he drove to their 18... Uh, to their area, we had, I think it was Dagnorn Pritchard uh, over on the right-hand side, unmarked and free. All he had to do was make an early pass over to them, but actually made the wrong choice, uh, went forwards a bit more, and then I think he ended up smashing it against the legs of the defender because he'd run out of space. Yep. Uh, I felt that he wasn't having a great game, especially in the last 20 minutes of that first half. We had, we, we had decent possession in their half, but we'd done nothing with it, and interestingly... Um, Scott Cuthbert said that post-match yep. um, as well. So half-time was 1-0. Yep. Both teams were quite equal in the first 20-25 minutes and some poor refer poor refereeing again didn't help um, the half as it progressively got worse. Uh, sloppy passes all over the pitch and play switch from going through Pritch on the right to McEnough on the left, which put obviously all the pressure of the game yep. on, on McEnough. And I think it's suffice to say that he wasn't having a great time of it and some mindless fans getting on his back. I really don't see, like, I used to be one of those, but I've, I've seen the error of my ways. And I really don't see that getting on their back and berating them negatively is, is really helpful. You want to be encouraging them, saying, come on, you can do better than that, you're better than that, let's go. You know, the other thing about McEnough is such high expectations, such a bad start to his Orient career. He's, he's got a lot to turn around perception. Yeah. Absolutely, but berating him doesn't help Absolutely, that. So, yep. uh, second half, first fifteen minutes of the second half, Chisak miss kicks a clearance, which goes out for a corner. Um, yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, which the resulting corner uh, goes narrowly wide. Yep. Mooney pokes an effort at goal. He literally toe punted an Side effort out, at goal, yep. uh, but it was comfortably saved following some decent build-up play. Then a great save. Pritchard whips in a cross, which McEnough directs goalwards, but Alnick gets a, a cross to tip the ball over the bar. Great piece of play. Great save by by Unwick. That was a good fair. save, but it makes my last point slightly void, saying I can't see any goals in that midfield. We've got Pritch who's setting up um, McEnough. Yeah. Thanks to Ali McDonald, who's just favourited one of our tweets as well. Yeah. Live podcasting. There you it? go. This is what we do. <laughs> so then Henderson... So at half-time, sorry, I called that... I said to the guys around me, I think Henderson should replace Mooney, Bartley should re replace Vincelo, and I think Cox should replace... Um, McEnough. Uh, yeah. uh, no, no, Pritch. Pritch yeah. to, to replace Pritch. And then Henderson came on for Mooney. Right, flashed the ball across the six-yard box, but Henderson threw himself, but just couldn't get the touch at the back post yeah. to... To get that in, uh, second fifteen, second uh, fifteen minutes of the second half, um, and it's just easier to note it this way, guys. Yeah. So sorry if it doesn't quite make sense to everybody. Yeah. Cox came on for McEnough, so second of my two predictions. Uh, first twenty have been quite positive for us, and we've created quite a few chances and worked their uh, their keeper a bit more. Cuthbert, um, then Baldry failed to deal with the ball bouncing in the box, and Chisak uh, forced into a save. Following corner, Chisak flapped and we were quite lucky not to have conceded there. Um, later on in that, that period, Cox flashed a shot just wide. He was looking quite dangerous. Um, and then in the final quarter of an hour of the game, Vincelo goes down and he actually wasn't moving. At one point, his arm came up but it looked like an antenna yeah, yeah. for like an SOS. <laughs> and he's just trying to get... Because the ref allowed play to yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so play stopped for about five or six minutes. Um, so then Bartley comes on in replacement for him. I know Vincelo hasn't been um, what he was last season, but I, I think he's been an essential part of the team 
And I think if you take Vince Lowe out, we're a lot more susceptible to I think the opposition's midfield. Uh, to be fair, Bartley was, was starting to get a good head of steam before he got injured when yeah. he started playing a lot of games yeah. consecutively. But for me, without Vince Lowe, I'm not sure who's going to win you back the ball in the middle of the park. Okay. That's my issue. And yeah. protect the defence. Maybe maybe you'll let Bartley do that. Yeah, now. we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Um, so an enforced change, Vince Lowe replaced by Bartley. Um, and then we had 10 minutes of injury time. Um, so the ball came through the area and at the back post, Bartley, I think it was, it was running in, caught him in the midriff and went out. Um, it, was, it was a real golden chance to have equalised the game right at, right at the death. And then Boswick uh, later narrowly uh, missed, uh, narrowly over from, from distance. So uh, attendance was recorded at 6,525 with 597 Leighton Orient fans. A great turnout. Yeah, if you went well done and you yeah. know keep supporting the O's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Absolutely. Tweeted, you, know, you make the club what you are. And the away following, fair play. Yeah, absolutely. Frustrating to get two back-to-back wins and now two back-to-back losses. So just not good enough today and a poor ref who lacked consistency. Um, red card? Yeah, Madison? Uh, Marcus Madison, I couldn't think who it was. Uh, Marcus Madison was a red card. It was a very firm challenge. It was probably a yellow, probably not a red. They'll probably peel that and get away with it. I thought it was probably a bit harsh, but that was in the injury, 10 minutes of injury time. Yep. Um, but we just won at our best today. Um, we had a lot of possession. Apparently, we, according to the BBC website, they rated us as having 57% possession and we've lost 1-0. So yep. that tells you all you need to know. Peterborough game plan was hoofing it clear. Their back two were persistently pushing and fouling, holding Henderson, arms round throats and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the ref let them get away with it. Disappointing and frustrating to have so much possession and not to have done more with it. Some of our decision-making in the final third is poor and needs to be improved on so we can score goals. Spot on. Spot on. Absolutely needs to needs to improve. Uh, Peterborough and Bristol City didn't look like teams challenging at the top of the table, to be honest, but both took three points from us and it's just not going our way this season at all. I think the back five should be kept as it is. I think we just need hedges to be fit and come back and I think we've pretty much got that team as as a first choice, as a first... So back five... So the back five being Chisak, Hedges... Cut, cut, like Cuthbert... Cuthbert Bulgy is your centre backs. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, good, good call. He trains really hard pre-match. Who's that? Sorry, Cuthbert. You right. can hear him screaming, "My ball in the in the warmer. Yeah. Oh, that's mine." Really, really, really positive. So Scott league position. TC. Yep. So we are currently twenty-first in the league. It's getting awfully tight down there now. So really tight. We have played thirty-four. So there's only twelve games left. So the time is starting to not be on our side anymore. Played 34, won 9, drawn 8, lost 17. Goal difference of minus 8, which still wasn't too bad. That's good. Um, so we have 35 points. So it's now looking more and more like 4 out of the bottom 5 will go down. Unless some teams go on a major run. So it's looking very, very tight down there. We've got some crucial games coming up soon. Yeah. So positives. Do you want me to do positives? Do you do negatives? Go for yep. it. So positives from the last fortnight. Um, plenty of possession, which is in reference to the Peterborough game, which is, which is a good sign. 57% is... is Assuming that stat's right, yeah. yeah. Um, fielded the same team in two games back-to-back, which is the first time we've done that this season. That was Walsall 1 to Bristol City, which was yeah. good to see. Yeah. And arguably one of the best performances of the season against Walsall. And shout-out to the Walsall stewards who were really friendly and helpful. Yeah, good family yeah. club, that. Very much akin to us, I can see. Yeah, I hope they go to Wembley and smash whoever they're playing. Bristol City. I hope they do smash Walsall boys, yeah. You didn't you tell Cottonwood what for. Yeah, 
and then tell them about the vaulted pitch. Yep. Um, negatives. Uh, unfortunately, lost games we, sh- we shouldn't have done. I don't think we should have lost against Bristol City or Peterborough. Not doing enough with the possession that we have and not got the cutting edge in front of the goal we need to be scoring goals. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to add on one more. Go on. Uh, Mr. Vincelo, which we'll yeah. go on to just before the end of the podcast. Yeah. We, for me, it's essential. His injury isn't too bad. So the last couple of weeks that we've missed out, uh, we're going to give Hero of the Week fortnight to... Chris Dagnall for two goals in three games, which is good form, yep. having come out of a barren patch. And Ryan Hedges for his performances and his first senior goal as well. Yeah, so well, well done, chaps. Done very well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, best wishes remain for Monday uh, when he has his, uh, his scan on his injured knee. Hi, c'est Romain Vincelot et vous écoutez Orient Outlook Podcast. So nice you, will, one. you will never hear a cooler jingle for the one-out podcast than that. You won't. You really won't. So he's got a scan on the knee tomorrow. So uh, good luck to remain for that. Praying, 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 praying that that is, that is good news. That's what we need. I don't know if you hope for a break or just the strain. And the reason I say that is because medically a break will potentially heal quicker than a, like a ligament I, damage. I, I think if he's broken his leg, you'd know about it by now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just hope it's just not, he's not done a certain ligament. The ACL. The cruciate league. Yeah. yeah. Just hope that. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Cool. Fingers crossed. Okay. So no, we hope that nothing's broken. Yep. We hope hopefully he'll and it's just a bit of swelling and you'll be okay. Yeah. So this week, well, this midweek we're not playing, but there are two massive games that will affect us. So Coventry are playing Bradford uh, and Yeovil are playing Bristol City in the West County Derby. So for us, we need um, Bradford to beat Coventry, which they could well do. And we need Bristol City to beat Yeovil, which they should do. So big games for us. Um, next Saturday... Must, must, must win match as we've got Yeovil yeah. at home. So a draw for me it will not be good. We need to really attack it. I'd love to see Cox play in that game, must to really drive them. But Yeovil will start to get some good results back now. Yeah, they won on Saturday, so yeah, yeah that they're, they're not going to be scared either. And they've got a load of loan signings in from Swansea and so yeah. on. So big, big news from us. We know we keep saying it, and we don't keep doing it, but we will be selling our podcast badges at some point before the match. We will tweet about it, and we'll put it on Facebook. They are just two pound, and all cash raised go straight to Errol McKellar's fund uh, for Prostate Cancer UK. And while we're talking about that, we'll just give a quick plug to the yep. match on the thirty first of May at Brisbane Road on the fifth of May. Um, no, no, sorry, thirty first of May with the O five O five promotion team. Sorry, that's meant to say O five O six. Versus a celeb X Pro team, which is yet to be. Confirmed. Although John Mackey tweeted that he'd spoken to Errol and things sound like they're progressing quite nicely with that team. Yeah, but any news we get on that, we'll obviously we'll let you know updated. as soon as possible. Yeah, so, so that's about it this week. Yeah, that's it for another week. So thanks for joining us for episode thirty. A bit longer than what we would have liked, but hey, well, three games. two weeks to catch up on. Yeah, it's going to come in at forty-seven minutes, which is good. As always, we look forward to hearing from you. So if you want to tweet us, tweet us at Orient Outlook or email us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. And as always, sing up. Support the team, be positive, keep calm, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the Orient. You might want to sing it note for note, don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double, don't worry.